Hey, what's going on, everybody? I have, well, I did have Frank here, but for some reason, his camera, your camera's still there, Frank. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to bring you in. But I have Frank. Oh, there you are. Why isn't it? Hey. Wait, what? Okay. Okay. I got to leave that window open now. OBS is being weird for me right now. But we'll leave that open. Hi, Frank. How are you today? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm good. That. How are you? It sounds like uh, I'm there's good. some trouble over there. Yeah, for some reason, it's making me keep open the properties part of your camera. I don't know why. We're not going to yeah, talk I'm about so it. I'm so ugly. It, it just doesn't want like, to look I'm, at me. No, no, no. <laughs> Stop that. You look great. <laughs> Everybody, this is Frank. Uh, he is from Metal Injection, and he does Slay at Home Fest, which I believe most of you know what that is. If you don't, you can go right to slayathomefest.com. It's right there in the chat. And uh, check it out. And we're going to get into that in a few, but we're going to start off with some stuff that I like to ask my guests right away. Um, pretty much, Frank, how did you get into metal music? I, I assume as you were, you were a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, it started, I would say, when I was like four or five years old, really through my dad. You know, he was wow. a metalhead. Very young. So, yeah. So naturally, like any metalheads may be watching this and they, who have kids, what are you going to mm -hmm. do? You're going to show your kid oh, yeah. metal. So my dad, um, he, you know, he did that. He did the same thing. And, and, uh, but it was, it was all like, you know, of the time, you know, oh, so sure. like, you know, Skid Row and Dokken and, uh, you know, Metallica and everything yep. that was popular in the early eighties is mm -hmm. like kind of what, uh, you know, he was listening to henceforth what I was listening to, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, it kind of grew from there. I would say like my first real love or obsession uh, although I, you know, I loved Skid Row and, and Twisted Sister and everything like that. It was, it was Guns N' Roses was like, you know, my heroes and my idols. And, and I was just so obsessed with the band, you know, as a yeah. kid. And, uh, my dad, uh, brought me to go see them live when I was nine years old. And, uh, that like, wow. it was at Madison Square Garden and uh, I was during the Use Your Illusion tour. Mm -hmm. And that was really the moment I think, like I'd never seen anything so big in my life you know i've never been yeah. to like a stadium or anything like that so madison square garden's huge it's awesome it's huge it was a, just a, a massive show it was a massive spectacle so it definitely blew my mind and and like made me say when i was nine years old i was just like <laughs> i want to be part of that you know like yeah. i don't know how and i don't know like <laughs> like how it works or whatever but i just want to be part of that i didn't even play music at that time you know mm -hmm. like that's eventually what led to me being a musician and, and playing drums and everything. But like, um, yeah, that, that was it. Wow. That was that moment that like really solidified um, me as a music fan, as a metalhead. Yeah. And then of course, you know, like any good metalhead out there, it just gets heavier and heavier. <laughs> and, you know, from, from Guns N' Roses, uh, it was like, you know. You got to find uh, more. <laughs> went heavier and heavier until like by the time i was like 13 years old i was listening to really obscure you know death metal and black metal bands from the corners of the earth that Damn. i never thought i would ever see but what's really funny is i actually recently found a school binder yeah you know like you know like the canvas i'm sure they probably still oh, i think they still today. i think they still make them right <laughs> yeah I, I, you know it's like it's been a while since we've both been in school right so. yeah uh, but you know how like you used to like, you know, draw logos in oh, your favorite man. bands all the time. So I found one from when I was 13 years old 
Yeah. And, you know, so that's like 93, 94. And I was like, you know, really into like obscure bands. And, and it's kind of funny to think like the obscure bands of that time were Emperor, you oh, know, and, and Dissection. And, and at like, 13? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was like obsessed with like I was I was a nerd, first of all, like I didn't have friends. <laughs> You know, I didn't have yeah. friends or anything like that. It was, it was, to me, I was like an A-plus student who was just like fell into pen pals overseas and like yeah. being part of the tape trading scene. And, and like, that's okay. that, those were my friends. It was like yeah. keeping up with VHS tape trading and shit like that. And mm -hmm. so metal really gave me a safe space uh, to, to, to talk to people because I was such a loner and, and – uh, and gave me an outlet and gave me a hobby. It gave me an interest in life. It really consumed my whole life, you know? And yeah, and that's, that's kind of my story of upbringing with metal for sure. Yeah. That's definitely, that's awesome. I mean, got into it like that early. So you're like nine years, you were nine years old when you saw Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. Was that and then immediately that was my first show. My second show, show was uh, Metallica during the black album. Oh and God, then, and then merciful fate was my third at a tiny club. Uh, wow. That doesn't even exist in New York City anymore. So that's gnarly, dude. What a good intro into metal. <laughs> yeah. Then and then by the time I was fourteen, um, my dad like he would come to me with all the sh to all the shows because he like I said he was a metalhead. Yeah. Um, and he uh, at, when I was like fourteen years old, he gave me a fake ID because he was like, I don't know if I can keep up with you. Like, here's a fake ID. Just keep on going. You know. It's a fake and, ID. Yeah. And so he got me a fake ID, and then <laughs> I would go to like every show whenever i wanted mm -hmm. i had like cbgb's or you know coney island high and and you know these are venues in new york city for people yeah i don't know that uh that don't exist anymore mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah I, I grew up in a venue basically wow you know like uh that's right stomping man. grounds were like lower east side venues and stuff like that yeah and you always you stayed in new york city you grew up was born, bred, yeah, as as uh, all New York all the time. Um, lately, these days, I'm uh, I don't know if you saw, but recently I'm kind of nomadic. So yes, I, I was gonna uh, bring that up too. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm all over the place now. I I just decided that it's it's kind of like something in my head that I always wanted to do, and yeah. uh, uh, being fortunate to do what I do, and kind of like really embracing it, I realized like, well, you know a lot of this a lot of what we do could be done anywhere in the world this is you know true. you know like I tell people yeah, yeah. It's, it's internet based yeah. you know so it's just like why the fuck do i need to be yeah. anywhere we got our yeah. laptops dude yeah. we got our laptops yeah. and smartphones i mean it's like you can do anything like people ask me like yeah you could you just travel i'm like yeah i can work from anywhere it doesn't matter as long as i have internet right. <laughs> if i can exactly. get on if i can get on some wi-fi on my laptop i mean shit dude i booked i booked so many tours for my phone I mean, <laughs> you know what's funny is like I'm sure like before the internet, people were doing the same thing though. You know, oh, yeah, they were yeah. like on payphones booking tours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could imagine. I remember early on, um, you know, before I got a smartphone. So the first smartphone I got was a BlackBerry, but um, before I got the BlackBerry, it was obviously you know being at home checking my email. But like if I were to go like my friend's house or whatever. I would be like, yo, can I use your computer real quick? I got to check my email, see if I got these dates booked. <laughs> right. And that's how it was. Then the BlackBerry came out and I was like, oh my God, I can do it all from this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking I'm, game well, changer. Hey, you, you know, and I think that's a beautiful thing is that we uh, are at that age where we 
bridge that gap and we know what life was like before yeah. and, and, you know, know how much easier it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never really forget where I came from. Like, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. awesome to kind of look back on those days and be like, <laughs> you know, not, not be like, Oh, well, when I was your age, you know, like, but, but really kind of embrace the idea that like, um, you know, we worked hard, harder, you know, back mm-hmm. then. And we we're not afraid of, of doing the work and getting our hands dirty, but at the same yeah. time, the tools today are just I know. amazing. I think that's why we're still doing it because I still have people ask me from time to time, like, how are you still dealing with this? I'm like, I dealt with harder. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so used to it. It's like a normal thing. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I just, I guess I just like the stress. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, right? I, I ask myself that same thing all the time too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, why uh, do I like this? I think I thrive <laughs> in chaos or something like that. I know? do too, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird during the whole pandemic. It was like, you know, I've said it before, but it was like waking up to like, it started, you know, a lot of emails during it because it was so hectic. And then it was like nothing. It was just silent. Yeah. And I was like, I would wake up in the morning, check my email. I'm like, what? Is my email down? <laughs> and I'll right. ask my boss, Stefan, I'm like, yo, is your email working? He's like, dude, we just, we're just, we're not getting emails, bro. I'm like, <laughs> there's just nothing right now. I'm like, okay, so what should I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I certainly didn't. I, I, there was like I points like that. It wasn't like the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's like, you know, the public image is like, oh, well, uh, everybody's on vacation. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, no. you know, as we talk about in our panel coming up this weekend. Yes. But, uh, you know, we certainly not the case for really anybody, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, me included, especially I, I don't ever really take a break, you know, and, and yeah, like, where my personal life's begins and ends in my work life it's it's all like kind of melded together really so yeah you know um maybe it's my psychosis but i don't like to not i don't i don't know how to relax you know or, yeah. or like i'm not a person who i don't know jack shit about television or movies or <laughs> what's out right now or what's po- the popular trend it's because i'm too busy like well, what could I do to stay busy and how yeah, do make, make news when there is make no news, news or create things or like you did with the fast? It's like, what can you keep doing? It's like me. I'm like, my brain keeps going. I'm like, all right, what oh, this band needs to tour. I'm like, who could I get them with? You know, like, who should they tour? I want to go hit up this agent or the, I want to hit up that band. And then and I'm just like doing I'm, even when I'm like laying in bed, I'm doing this because like ideas will just like spark in my brain. Like even like moments before I feel like I'm going to like fall asleep. I'm like, no, I got to email that person because I'm going to forget if I don't. And I have to do it. <laughs> like my, I will wake up a little bit just to get that energy to type out that email. And then I'm like, send and go to bed. <laughs> What's amazing is, you know, you're talking like these tools, even though they made it so much easier for us, they're also killing us in that regard. Like, because yes. like, the urgency is like, oh, I can't wait till tomorrow. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. There's definitely the pros and cons. Definitely yeah. the pros and cons. Um, so when did you get into, uh, playing drums? Because you did have a band. I don't know if you guys are still a band, Meek is Murder, right? Um, no, not really, actually. Not so, um, the story there, and we never really publicly said anything about it. We just said, oh, we're on hiatus, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Um, but what actually happened is our, uh, singer slash guitar player, uh, got a really fancy pants job oh. at, uh, Apple. And he's, okay. uh, 
yeah, he's an he's a really <laughs> big app developer for Apple now. Damn, and uh, that's crazy. Um, we were just super stoked for him, and and it was of course like you know real life is comes before band and everything else. So yeah, um, that that kind of put an end to everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that band does not really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the middle of writing a new album that I don't know. You know if it'll <laughs> ever see the light of day or, yeah. or what's going on with that one it's of those situations been, yeah i mean it's yeah. been so long now that and you know like it's it's uh i i don't know to be honest i don't really know where to go with that like it's it's a nor i don't even know if anybody cares anymore you know what i mean it's one of those things where if you're not relevant and putting stuff out and people forget and you know it, but it could go the other way maybe we're you know the next refused and 10 years 15 years later it's like people you know, were some old could, men yeah and then all these people <laughs> yeah. are finding out about your band and talking about like <laughs> yeah it's like oh shit because it can happen it does happen there's bands that have broken up and years later people are like finding out about them and then well, look at at the gates. That dude. Example, I mean, prime example. I've watched. <laughs> I at did the not gates expect play. that to happen. <laughs> I've watched at the gates play in front of twenty five people, oh, and I shit you not. Back in the nineties, yeah, like, nobody knew who the fuck they were, but they were one of my favorite bands. You know, mm-hmm. like when I was there the day Slaughter of the Soul came out, and you know, me and my dad ran home and and listened to it. same thing with Heartwork. Look, those were two of our Damn. our big ones. Yeah, um, and. You know, uh, I mean, like the the you know Swedish death metal scene was like huge for me. Yeah. But uh, like all those records, they were they meant the world. But and they were hard to get, you know, in America, and you had to wait a little bit for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they were just onto something, you know. Mm-hmm. And, they were, man. And, and whenever they did come in packages, like opening for Napalm Death or something like that, like of course I was there to see it. And and but no, you know they were the opening band. Yeah. And and back then it was just, you know, like nobody knew what they had in front of them. So watching them play in New York, you know, to like 25 people and then come back 12 years later to two sold at nights at Irving Plaza with everybody screaming the lyrics like so loud you couldn't even hear the band. Yeah. Like that was just crazy. It felt to amazing. See. Yeah. It's like finally, finally yeah. the motherfuckers are listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could be like a, a weird, you know, whatever, and be like, oh, well, you know, and I prefer them when they were playing to 25 people. But, I, you know, I like big shows. Yeah, I do know? too. And I like seeing things like that happen. You see, like, right. you know, a small band, yeah, they, you know, just like they never. They got their due. And yeah. They deserve it. And then know? they they blow up and it's like then you see all these fucking people going crazy for them. It's like, wow, this is awesome. Like, I can't imagine I mean, how they feel on stage right now seeing this happen in front of them. I'm very fortunate. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I've, I've had mental injection now for 17 years. Wow. And even before that, like, as we've been speaking about, like, I've, I've been a metalhead my whole life. Really. Yeah. So I, I'm very fortunate to have watched bands blow up and, like, play tiny, tiny venues. I mean, really starting with, like, Typo Negative was probably my first one. They were, you know, my hometown band. Like, yeah. They, I saw Peter Steele in the street shopping, grocery yeah. shopping, going to the bank. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was always around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw Typo Negative, you know, I lived like a block away from his grandmother. So I'd like, you know, like see his That's giant, awesome, awesome car. <laughs> yeah. He, very, he had a very distinct car that, that you know, you couldn't miss. So, um, 
anytime I saw the car, I knew he was around and, uh, you know, I'd be a little bit, bit of a stalker as a kid. You know? <laughs> you're a fan. You're like, you're like oh my God. He, what's he doing? You know? What? Uh, but yeah, he, uh, so watching a band like that, you know, go from little hometown hero status to, you know, a giant worldwide renowned act is just uh, a, a, an amazing thing to watch, you know? Oh yeah, it is. And that's happened so many times, you know, I've, I've seen Slipknot play tiny clubs. Yeah. Even and, Jess in and chat just brought them up and said, how about Slipknot blowing up in the late nineties? Oh, dude! Like, I've it's... seen them play tiny, tiny venues back in the. I actually Damn, saw their very, really? I saw their very first uh, club show. Actually, it was after the Ozfest thing. They did a, a like kind of like a private event for uh, Roadrunner at um, Wow. What was it? A Limelight in, in New York City because oh, uh, Roadrunner is based about... in New York City. Yeah. And uh, so they were doing. They, I guess like for the Roadrunner executives, they wanted to put on like a you know what could be a big you know a standard Slipknot show or whatever. Yeah. And that was one of their bigger shows because they they played like Birch Hill and Jersey and mm-hmm. you know like after Ozfest, even though that was where they they got their start, they immediately came back and started playing like the you know the club circuit whatever mm-hmm. to gain momentum. And uh, so, and whenever I liked a band, like I really went to go see them a lot, you know, so like Fear yeah. Factory, I saw like fucking 25 times or something in, in like the demanufacture obsolete era, uh, system of down. I saw like 20 times in the, you know, their first record cycle and mm-hmm. um, uh, shit. I mean, even going like Rammstein, I saw in the nineties play a tiny club in New York city to like 300 people, you know, Damn, dude, um, you saw you saw some bands at the right time. I wish I was well, able to see it's not. I, my dude, my thing has always been like explore mm-hmm. underground bands, get in early. Like if you love them, support them. You yeah. know, look at like like I mean, and it's definitely worked out with metal injection. You know, I, mm-hmm. I want I did the first ghost interview, you know. Like, oh wow. That was that was a band that like, you know, I didn't really know would be a, such a huge sensation. I just loved their take on you know like what they were doing and yeah and uh meeting tobias and and you know him not even like it, it was so early he didn't even realize it huh none of us realized no it. He, yeah. he didn't even he didn't even realize like he was <laughs> he was learning how to get into costume when i met him you oh, know wow. yeah that's how how early it was um but you know same thing with like deaf heaven i did deaf heaven's first interview or mm-hmm. a lot of bands man like you know i just like these are bands where I listen to the demo yeah, and I'm like, fuck that band has something, you know? Yeah. Like, you feel it, you know, it, you know, it. I I've helped bands get signed before, yep. you know, like I, if, if, you know, I don't like when bands like punish me you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, to, to listen to their stuff. Yeah. But, like if I find it and I'm really into it, like I will show your friends, them, right? Yeah. You know, and, and try to help. Uh, but that's right. Uh, it's been an amazing adventure and I, I love to watch as a musician myself, I love to watch, you know, amazing bands get where they need to be. Yeah. No, it's awesome. You know, even when I like find like really young bands, I'm like, and I'm just like way into it. I'm like, you guys mind if I show you, show your band to like some people. <laughs> I'm like, I think like, you know, metal blade might like, like you guys or like this label or whatever, or like this manager or somebody else will like really dig your band. You know, like, I don't mind doing that stuff. And, you know, even with me, like, I've gotten plenty of bands signed to labels and I just, just because I fucking love them. And I'm like, there's a lot of, I see something there, you know, 
as a booking agent, you are like, I think in one of the most coveted spots, really, like everybody wants a great booking, (laughs) you know, like that's kind of one of the reasons that people think that they want a label or to get signed is to play the good shows. And that's kind of where you come in. So, yeah, um, I mean, it is a good spot to be on. It's a weird job. It's weird to explain it to people or older people. It took my parents a long time to realize what the fuck I do, <laughs> but they get I it still now. I can't explain to my mom what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never actually like sat down with my parents and explained how to book a tour. <laughs> like that's never happened. Maybe it will one day. I don't know. But you know, they understand that I like book the band's tour dates. Like I book them show their shows. So that's what they know. And that's, you know, they know that's how I make money. <laughs> it's it's just nonstop correspondence and yes. you know, oh yeah, dealing with uh, a lot for sure. Dealing with a lot of personalities. You and you and I both. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you gotta. And I tell people, I'm like, you just gotta learn how what how everyone works and how they are, and adjust mm-hmm. to how they are, and know you know your boundaries and uh, know when you know to stop talking. <laughs> Or when to not hit them up too much so you don't annoy them. Right. So there's a lot of different things. But anyway. Um, I always say that, you know, every, uh, like metal's all encompassing, you know, like every type of personality you could ever imagine is is here, you know, in metal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. So you, I, I think we're, we lucked out that for the most part, I think uh, like 95% of people are pretty awesome. You know, yeah. So. For the most part, yeah, I would say ninety five percent is a good, it's a good, good percentage there. Yeah, <laughs> people are awesome. <laughs> oh shit! So you started. You're the one that started Metal Injection. I, I don't I, know too much history on Metal Injection. Okay. Uh. Well, yeah. So I actually I do have a partner, Rob. Um. Yes, we, I know Rob. We uh, started it. Uh, 17 years ago. Well, a little, little more than that, actually. So we started as a Brooklyn cable access television show. I always joke that it's like, like Wayne's world, really, you know, (laughs) like we, you know, uh, I, I borrowed my mom's high eight camera, Mm -hmm. um, you know, long going even further back, like how we actually met was, uh, I was working as a managing a telecommunications company and, Mm -hmm. uh, he came in for a job through this girl that I know. Uh, and, and I wound up hiring him and during his lunch breaks, he would come to my office and I would just talk about metal nonstop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> one day he was just like, dude, you'd like know so much about metal and, and, um, you know, like we, what do you think about starting a, a TV show or something? And I was like, yeah, I, I hate my life in business. I'm going to start a TV show. So I wound up grabbing my mom's camera, you know, his shitty high eight camera <laughs> yep. and uh, buying a bunch of, uh, you know, a, an Apple computer and, and uh, you know, like video conversion cards and stuff like that. And, yeah, and, um, and, and try and figuring it out, you know, like just trial and error, like anything else in life. Yeah. And, um, and we were off to start a TV show. And like I said before, because I was a tape trader or VHS tape trader, mm-hmm. I had a lot of videos of bands, music videos, live videos, all kinds of shit. So we would just do really dumb sketches and I would splice in, uh, you know, some of those videos, um, and then put that, and that would be our show basically, you know, it was just yeah. like, 
you know, dumb five minute sketch video, 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 another dumb five minute sketch video, video. <laughs> yeah. And we did that for quite a while. It was, it was just a thing with friends to get together on a Friday night and make a TV show. And then that I would hand rad. in a tape, you know, to, to BCAT, the cable access television station yeah. um, on Sunday. And then, uh, and they would and air it. They, they were, yeah, they would air it, but they were not really uh, fond of us, you know, like, especially me <laughs> having long hair and shit like that. Like, yeah. they just were really not cool with the whole metal vibe because, you know, B-Cat, at, at least at the time, I don't know, even know if it still exists now, but at the time it was, uh, it was very hip hop centric, you know? So yeah. they were not into us and uh, it kind of fucked with our time slot a lot. And uh, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. Oh, but... you can. Yeah, that's okay. fine. <laughs> I, I don't i don't know the rules hey i know uh, <laughs> it's new to you. uh so so yeah so we uh would put that out and it kind of transformed i mean uh you know like we saw we had the foresight to really think you know see the the internet going and january 1st 2004 is when we actually published the website and uh it it, it I, I, I was gonna say it was a trial and error but to be honest with you it still is trial and error yeah i feel like it's you know, forever like it's that <laughs> never ever done you know like growing mm. and expanding and i always say that like i think the most important thing that i do with a lot of my time is thinking up new ways to make what we do relevant or or make a spectacle you know like stuff like slay at home you know mm -hmm. and yeah and on the record and all these other things that i i wound up doing over the years just you know? to stand out you know do I mean, something different that's you know, how you have to do it yeah I, well i mean that goes for anything any brand any band out mm -hmm. there you know if you're if you're not gonna stand out as a band you're not gonna make it you know that's true especially now more than ever i feel like yeah big time so so then okay so metal inject that was the name from the start metal injection it was because um the idea is that you know like uh, I like uh that, actually it was, it was kind of a you know, I'll say it right now. It's kind of a secret, but like, if I could go back in time and change anything, it would be the name. What? Why? Yeah. Because it's not, uh, in retrospect, it, like at the time it was a fitting name because yeah. of what we were trying to explain, you know, like it was just like, oh, well, you know, like metal is that thing that like, you need more of it and it has to get heavier. And, you know, like that's, it was kind of like a, a drug reference, you know, like a, a heroin type thing. And, mm. and we okay, kind of did away. We kind of did away with with that uh yeah. like uh a, a, a you know aesthetic to it so to speak yeah but um even as a name itself i do think it might be a little limiting especially when you're talking to advertisers you know what i mean like true you know, like oh well you want to advertise a metal injection it's it be <laughs> yeah i just don't hear it i don't see it that way but others i could see you know well, you know like... when you're talking to like coca-cola and doritos they're not gonna take you seriously you <laughs> no know? they're like metal injection yeah <laughs> the fuck is that <laughs> okay i get it <laughs> i understand now why you yeah. would go back and change it but but at the same time it's such a staple yeah. like i i don't think about it too often to be honest with you but uh um you know it's one of those situations where like it, you you know you give meaning to a phrase or something mm -hmm. um so you know it is what it is um but yeah metal injection that was the name from the, from start, the beginning yeah. from the start um it was it did transform to a you know weird tv show to what it is today we uh, like 
little by little started unfolding, you know, news and, and interviews and uh, podcasts and photos. And you know, the thing is that, you it's know, like all over the place. we're very ambitious. You yes. Know? And I can and, tell. And I'm, I'm, I'm a very insatiable person as well. Like I know, like in and out of business, like, you know, I, I, it's never good enough for me. Like, ah, one more, we got to do bigger. It has to be bigger. And, <laughs> you know, I look back on my life and I'm like, I haven't done anything yet. You know, like, yeah. I need to more and, <laughs> you got to um, keep going. You got to keep doing bigger and better things. That's, I mean, I liked, I don't know. It's like a weird, that's a, it is a weird feeling because even like myself, I'm like, man, I just want to, I just want things to get bigger, like especially with like my tour of devastation on the nation. I'm like, I just want to be bigger. I want to get Lamb of God. I want to get kills with, you know. I want, I want Dahlia. I want fucking metal. You know, I'm like, I just want this thing to explode. Yeah, because it's like well, it's your baby. I mean, it's your, you know, it's yeah. you. Well, I can't wait for you to have Metallica on there. I wow, it would be great. Metallica, please headline it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right there begging you for a, a you know guest pass. <laughs> yeah, guest pass. <laughs> Like everybody else. Yeah. So plus eight friends. You know, yeah, like plus eight, please. <laughs> uh, good question in chat. What would you change the name to if you could? Did oh you ever? My. Did you have like an I? No, 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 no. I'm so no, bad with coming up with names. For exactly. And, yeah. and I don't like how permanent stuff is, you know, yeah. like, I mean, dude, it's fucking hard enough to have like a handle, you know, like, I mean, if you think True. about like, I, I even as a kid, my aim name was like the biggest problem. Like, oh man, I gotta like, <laughs> you know, like oh, I don't know what it's gonna be. What is it? It's gonna. I'm gonna be it known was, as this forever. Yeah, know? it was the most annoying thing ever. Your AOL instant messenger name. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that brings back memories. I well, think you. What's that? <laughs> it's it's just you know it's a kind of a strange concept to think of of uh, a name that's gonna last and yeah. and you can't change and. So no, I mean, you know, but when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old, I, I wanted my name to be Zytras. So, you know, I'm kind of stoked that I didn't go follow through with that. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> there are, yeah, someone said there's so many bands who hate their own names. Yes, tons. I feel like probably 90% of bands hate their band name, especially well, the earlier ones. <laughs> you grow as a person, you mm -hmm. know, like you're, you're opinions change your views change and it's it's hard to but like i said before it, you kind of give meaning to it you know i mean mm -hmm. i don't know that you're right like i, I you know or they're right you know like i mean yeah. i'm sure most bands hate their name but at the same time like could they imagine being who they are without it probably not probably not no i feel like devil War i feel <laughs> Dead Ringer in chat literally read my mind. He said the Devil Wears Prada despises their name. I'm like, yeah, they have. To. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. But I mean, there's tons of bands that hate their names because they're like they start the band so young. You know, if it's one of those bands that have been around and they just come up with something that might be goofy, and then they get older and they're like, "Wow, why did we name the band this? I'm 30 now." <laughs> right. You know. Well, hey, we. It's well, we were in that boat. We were like what 20, oh, yeah. 22 when we started Metal Injection. You know, yeah. So. Dude, even like my earlier on like agency name, I literally, I love that song from Converge, Love is Arson. So my first agency was called the Love is Arson Agency. And as I got older, I was like, I don't, I love the name and Converge is one of my favorite bands, but <laughs> I'm like, I hate this name now. I'm like, it's kind of corny. <laughs> and then yeah. I joined the agency I'm at, but <laughs> it's just how it is. I mean, it's such a thing that like, 
you know, like when Ghost BC happens, oh, yeah. no, nobody took that seriously. And, and mm-hmm. like they fought and fought and fought to go back to Ghost because that shit, you know, once once you're stuck with something, you're you're, you're stuck with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're known as it and to to uh, to change it is just kind of like <laughs> suicide. You know? Yeah. So it is. It definitely is. So let's get into Slay at Home Fest, which I have to say I love the name. It's perfect. Yeah, well, that one was an easy one. That's an easy one. <laughs> Did yeah. that just come to mind right away? Was it just like you had oh, this idea yeah. for this? And it was absolutely. Like, it was. I mean, well, it's 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 funny. I mean, like in the news, it was stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. All I'm like, that. What? Slay at home? Like it's like yeah. a little like stoner idea. Like yeah. oh, I'll slay at home, man, every day. You know, <laughs> and uh, and. And yeah, it was, it was, um, and then I looked it up to see if it was like available on, mm-hmm. as a website or anything like that. And apparently it's like a, a term that mothers use. It's like a slay at home mom is what oh. they, the term. And, uh, I'm that. pretty certain that they're not fond of me. <laughs> um, you know, because if you check like hashtags for slay, slay at home, just slay like at a, home. It's yeah a, yeah it's like a cross between like like oh you know God. women who were like knitting sweaters and like you know <laughs> metal bands so so yeah that's I think fucking I, hilarious i think i ruined their lives man <laughs> they're probably looking at the head what the fuck yeah. <laughs> who's this well it's a great name and it makes total sense for this um the one you have coming up which is tomorrow everybody and saturday friday and saturday this is the um third one of, of what uh, slay, slay at home. home yeah well so i it's a little confusing i actually did uh uh i did it started as a festival you know in in uh, last may uh, oh. the very first iteration of it was a two day festival Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was big. And, you know, like I, 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 I basically, I, I saw, uh, it, it was really, it came out of me talking to a lot of people about the situation and a lot of my touring friends. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, these days my friends are like all musicians on tour, you know, yeah. like I, I just, that is, those are my homies. And like, you know, mm-hmm. they were all home and, and we're all calling each other and, yeah. um, and hearing everybody's stories and projections and predictions, <clears throat> it, it just, uh, it kind of depressed me. And I was just like, you know what I can, I think I could do something about this and, and put us all t- to work, you know, and, yeah. and uh, maybe do something for a great cause. And, um, so slay at home was something that I had mulling around for a couple of weeks. And, uh, during quarantine, one of my closest friends, uh, and my quarantine buddy was, was Dave Davidson of revocation. Oh, and I wound right. up telling him, uh, he, he was also my neighbor. So, you know, his, he lived like two blocks away. <laughs> so I'd run into him all the time. And, and right. I talked about, uh, you know, the idea for slay at home and he gave me the confidence. He's like, dude, that. I, that would be super sick and I'd be part of it. And yeah, so I was like, all right, let me feel it out. You know? So I started sending out emails and asking everybody like, Hey, if I were to do this, would you be in a situation where you could like record at home or, you know, something like that. And, um, and that, and that's really how it kind of all snowballed. And, uh, it, it went from like being possibly something I can do to mm-hmm. just consuming my life you know the, I that could imagine <laughs> that first 
festival was just a really insane thing to do. You know, I've never done anything like this before. I've never organized, uh, you know, I mean, I've organized events, but I've never like organized something this big, you know, and, and yeah. this far fetched and ambitious and worldwide. And um, so uh, it was a lot of explaining and re-explaining and explaining again what the fuck it was and what I wanted to do. Because, yeah. you know, like I was taking ideas from my favorite festivals, like Roadburn and Summer Breeze and like, yeah, yeah. Well, this and a little bit of that. That's how I was looking at it, too. I was like, this gives me that vibe of like Roadburn and stuff. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I love Roadburn. I go every year. Uh, I love the idea of discovery. It's to me mm -hmm. like a, a good festival yeah. is a discovery tool. You know, I, mm -hmm. I love to watch bands that I have only heard in demo form or band camp or whatever else to kind of like unfold in front of me and see what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, I love the idea of commissioning bands to do things that they wouldn't normally do. And, mm -hmm. and um, I, I think I'm in a unique position in my life where I know just a fuck ton of players around the world and, and from doing this for so long and being just a general dude hanging out with people. Um, and it, it, that, that shit always surprises me. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, the guys in Black Dahlia Murder, who I'm really good friends with, like, they may not know the guys in Typo Negative. And I'm like, all right, well, I know them all. So we're <laughs> try and get everybody in the same room to do something. Yeah. That'd be cool, right? Exactly. Um, so, so shit like that kind of like, uh, that actually started with the 15 year anniversary of Mental Injection. Oh. I put together uh sort of like a metal allegiance of my own mm -hmm. or in in celebration of our 15 year anniversary and which had so many different players this. and uh and and that was kind of my first outing as like getting people together to do covers you know mm -hmm. and uh oh, and yeah, I, I do really, remember that i was really stoked on it because i got to play yeah, you with played friends. drums yeah i did drums right? yeah for, i remember watching me. that video me and, and uh, Billy from Dillinger, we both we shared the drum duties, and uh, we uh, we did drums and and I got to play with you know like like Alex Golnick, even though I've known him for for many many years, like it was cool to finally get to to jam with him and you know a lot of these people. So it all started there, I, I think, like the idea of getting people together yeah. to do something cool, and then once the pandemic hit, you know, moving forward a couple of years. That's when um, I was like, all right, I, I, I've already done something similar in real life. I think I can do it in web form, you yeah. know? Yeah, why not? And Yeah, why, why not? And, uh, <laughs> and then it happened, man. And, and uh, but, you know, like it, it was just overwhelming. I, I was having panic attacks and, oh, dude, you know, I, can't. I was, feel like uh, it's like when I look at Slay at Home and, and I see all the guests, I'm like, how the fuck did he do this? Like, I couldn't even get like, I booked like 50 or 60 bands, which is outrageous, but I couldn't even get them all to do it. So <laughs> to, to get, I mean, especially the guests that you, you've had and have coming up is, is insane. And, and you're doing like all the editing, right? I'm literally doing everything. Jesus so Christ. it's, it's a misconception that I have like this massive team to do <laughs> this. And it's like, not Dude, at all. I wish, but to be honest, like I, you know, I mean, part of it is uh, 
the again the fact that it's not like a corporate thing it's i just i personally know all these people so it's it's like half of it's not even an email but like they're calling me and texting me and like you know it's I mean, all yeah fucking you know david vincent's calling or max cavalier is on the phone with me right now you know like and, and i gotta obviously answer to explain what's going on and you know mm -hmm. their contributions and stuff um i'm just very fortunate that i know a lot of awesome dudes and so and and i'm kind of like the guy you know organizing all this so i can't like really pass that along mm -mm. no um, can't. i do i do i want to give a shout out to two people though uh corinne westbrook uh she's been amazing with you know all the social media stuff uh for slay at home so awesome. i at least took that off my plate you know like because i'm the first the first time around i was yeah, also yeah. trying to do that and that <laughs> was like why why am i doing this yeah, what you know the like, hell? <laughs> I got to like schedule posts every, you know, a few hours, like that was, should have yeah. been the least of my worries, but I was even doing that. Um, so she, she helps out with, uh, the social media post and, uh, and, and Mikhail Marinus who has come through in a big way. I mean, the dude, uh, we kind of met through this actually, like I really needed a, a mixer that I can trust, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, during the first festival. And he's actually stuck with me through the entire course of Slay at Home and uh he's been so every cover that you'll see me on even though a lot of the ones that i'm not on uh he's the one taking hundreds of files and compiling it together and making it sound awesome wow um and yeah so otherwise it's all me uh corresponding curating organizing hosting uh editing all this together uh, updating the website um you know just it's a it's lot. A lot. <laughs> and then, and then also a lot of the, you know, it's not just the covers that I'm on, like I said, but it's covers that I, I'm not on at all, you know, and, mm -hmm. and because I don't want it to be all about me, you know, like for yeah, instance, there's a, there's a cover on coming up, uh, with Brandon Ellis. It's going to be the first time that people get to see him sing. And I'm so stoked on, wow. on like, cause this kid is like one of I the most, didn't even like, know his song. Exactly, dude. Like, the world wow. is gonna shit their pants when they hear this <laughs> this kid sing. I'm I'm not even joking, dude. He's like Holy one shit, of the man. brightest stars, and and uh, you know, I mean, you know, Black Dahlia is doing fantastic, and and of course, in part because of his contributions. And, oh yeah. Um, I, I you know, wait till they see what happens next. You know, like he's he's cutting through in a big way. And uh, anyway, That's I was gonna do one. originally. I was gonna do drums for the cover that he's on. Hmm. But I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm doing, it's it's like, it's not a song that I I'm passionate about, and um, yeah, uh, it's something that he really wanted to do, and I want to make it as awesome and fun for him as possible. Of so I wound up uh, calling on another buddy, Matt Thompson, who plays for King Diamond, um, to to do drums on that, and he was like down in a second, and that's um, incredible. You know, but that that's kind of how it goes. A lot of every cover mm -hmm. is completely different. Uh, like, and the story of how it came together is all completely different, you know? So yeah, a lot of it is a back and forth conversation with one dude, you know, usually a guitar player. And uh, I'll, I'll start asking like, what, what, what are songs that you're interested in doing? And mm -hmm. sometimes they have like one clear idea. Like, I want to do this song. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> and-, and uh, You sure? <laughs> no, no you know no, what I'm, no. I'm stoked yeah I'm stoked. Hey, dude, yeah exactly it, because every single one of them blows me away i'm yeah. like yeah even 
I'll be honest. So Billy from uh, Black, I'm sorry, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, he came to me saying like, hey, I want to do, I asked him if he would be part of this show. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I would love to. I want to do a cover, but I want to do this really off the wall um, uh, cover of, uh, what can I think of it right now? My Bloody Valentine. Oh. And I'm I'm not a fan of that band at all. Yeah. And but he wound up covering something with uh, Conga and uh, Elliot from Little Punk People and Sergio from uh, from Deftones. Oh wow! And it came out awesome, you know, and and it like transformed. Nailed it they took a song that I didn't really care for, and they made it something really cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, so. I'm, I encourage people to have ideas and, and come to me with them and, and uh, see where it goes, you know? Yeah, why not? I mean, um, but that said, there's a ton of songs that I, you know, even, uh, you know what, a lot of them, they'll come to me and, and, you know, artists will be like, hey, I want to do a cover with you mm -hmm. of this song. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Well, especially because you asked, I'm honored to do yeah. it. Yeah. So like I'm with you on drums, right? You're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, of course I'll do that <laughs> with you. That, that's fucking sick. What am I going to say no to some of these people? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, how could you, right? Especially so. But that said, because I keep saying yes to other people's songs, um, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever really covered any of the ones that I wanted to do. <laughs> you know? so. And it just adds, it also, I mean, how, uh, how many covers are you on? Like, are you on a few coming up over the uh, weekend? Yeah. So this weekend, I there there's a lot of covers. I, I gotta say, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of original sets, but there's a fuck ton of covers. So, mm -hmm. and every single hour, which is you know, and I'm sure you can uh, really sympathize with this, but like it's such a hard thing to kind of stack the the lineup. Mm -hmm. uh you know like well who goes where and you know is this person gonna bitch because they're going first or whatever else you know mm -hmm. um that's always a hard thing that is hard to do <laughs> yeah like to 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 put like you're doing the you set list make, yeah like your set list but like <laughs> or, with bands with sometimes, artists and, yeah yeah <laughs> and and it's like you want to give everybody a really great spot and you want everybody to shine in their place and of course um, you know like the size of the band does contribute to some degree. Um, but I, I kind of rewrote the script for that. And so I made sure that, and as I did with the first festival, this festival is going to follow the same logic. Every single hour mm -hmm. is really big bands and names next to small bands, small names mm -hmm. and artists like art installations yeah. and um covers and originals so i have a good blend I, like how i thought of it was like all right let me create an ep you know and like this is a block hour one is this ep hour two is this ep hour three is this ep you know it's yeah. just and it's kind of like a mixtape so to speak you know I um, like that. so every single every single hour is gonna feature Big names, small small names, covers, originals, like all of it. Everything, Everything. I have to offer is going to show up in every hour. Damn. So that will entice people to stick around every hour yep. and not like, oh, well, I'm just going to tune in for the last hour because that's going to be all the big bands. Mm -hmm. That's not how this works. It's not going to how, yeah, it's not how it works. And how long is each day? Uh, so or at least the one coming up. It's funny because I can finally answer this because I just <laughs> did you just finish it? the show like 20, 20 minutes before I saw you. Uh, 
and uh, that that is, and you know what? And and uh, I'll be honest, because this is live right now, but like I haven't actually um, finished the panels. Yeah, you're so saying. Like, <laughs> as soon as as I'm done with you, like I have to get to work with fixing all the panels and editing that and getting mm-hmm. it all sorted and then uploading and tagging and and uh, you know optimizing and everything and. God. Dude. Um, so work. I will say that every single one of these um is a miracle a mini miracle that they're done in time Mm -hmm. uh there was in the the year of slay at home um only once that i have to push back the start time um i think like 30 minutes or something because it was it was just that late you know but like these things are there it's intense you know i mean like first of all i you can set deadlines all day long half the bands are going to blow them you know yeah of course (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I will, I will say for the most part, they were great this yeah. time around. And that in part is, uh, I just got smarter. I'm like, all right, well, I need, you know, a good month. So I'm going to set the, the due date a good month before the show and, mm-hmm. and then like deal with the fallout, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I didn't anticipate was just like, you know, the amount of covers is, insane on this one (laughs) so the amount of mixing and editing and files and and you know it's it's intense for sure yeah i can't imagine i really um (laughs) yeah there's there's a good amount so anyway uh sir you you were saying uh yeah i do play on uh a bunch of the covers on Mm -hmm. this one there is a lot of them i think i do maybe six damn um on the on the, on this weekend and did you go to like a specific studio in town to do them all at do you no, like they're all spot? done they're all done at at our homes our respective homes like oh, the, so you... the, yeah the fashion of of uh of slay at home is to be at home like you have to yeah <laughs> yeah you don't have to be i mean yeah you know some people they go to a, a studio like max cavalera you know he's uh he doesn't have the equipment at home Gotcha. to record his track. So he he was uh, at a studio working on something anyway. I don't know what, and nor do I want to say publicly. You know? <laughs> of course. Um, but he was working on something, and uh, so I wound up getting him in, in a good time where he could uh, lay down his Go guitar track for uh, – for, uh, uh, and, 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 dude, like, so that's that's great scenario where I asked him to be on a cover, and he's like, yeah, I would love to be on a cover – but you know what? I would love to do another song with you. And I was like, what? Me? Like, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll, I'll play with dude. anything you want all day long. You know? Yeah, dude. Especially Max. Come on. Um, so That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm very stoked on that. I'm, I'm, the thing that I, I'm doing with Max is, is unreal. Like, it's a dream come true. I have yeah. another one where uh, with uh, David Vincent. Uh, yeah. You know, Morbid Angel, David Morbid, Vincent. Yeah. Morbid, Ultimus. Like, uh me him and tom from carcass get together on a song and it's just i'm so stoked to be part of that too um and and david vincent picked the song like it's literally a a motorhead song that i i don't i think i maybe heard once you know wow and uh i'm i'm just stoked to be on part of it incredible yeah did you i mean yeah i mean without this you probably none of this probably would have happened like you playing drums on so many different things um i mean yeah i guess i guess that's crazy right yeah like it's uh, again going back to the idea that like my life and work is so integrated you know Mm -hmm. and i i I do think i've always said this but i i think that being a musician makes me better 
at what I do for a living, Definitely. you know, and, and yeah. vice versa, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because being do what I do for a living and my full understanding of the industry makes me better equipped to be in a band. Um, it's just a little unfortunate that, uh, since enabler, I haven't really been in a, you know, real band. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's actually something I hope to get back to, to be honest, you know, really, yeah. after, after slay at home, um, I start playing again. Yeah. Well, you know, now that I'm done playing everybody else's songs, I'd love (laughs) to play, you know, one of my own bands. Yeah. But I just need a band to do that. Yeah. Someone out there, hire Frank, get Frank, you know, start a band with Frank. Don't hire, you know, (laughs) maybe with Max, who knows? That would be, that'd be wild. (laughs) I think I, I maybe with Dave from Revocation. What are you doing, Dave? (laughs) You know, what's funny is like, we, uh, we're at a bar like a week. I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and somebody's yeah. like, oh, are you, you all in a band together? And, and we're like, technically no, but sort of yes. Like, we've definitely jammed so many times together, you know? Oh, that's awesome. That's you know? kind of fun. So, but jam. he's that guy has Gargoyle and Revocation. Super busy, so. Oh, yeah, he's a super busy guy. So I, re- I, I read today, actually, because Nikki from Metal Blade sent out a PR uh, mm-hmm. press release about Slay at Home. And I, I was reading it, and you guys have raised, you have raised, I mean, you and everyone that, you know, obviously is a part, is, has been a part of Slay at Home, has raised over $200,000 in donations, which is nuts. Right? That I, is insane. I say the same thing. Did yeah. you expect it to raise that much? Probably not. I mean, I don't um, know, right? It's hard to I, tell. Well, I was hoping for a million. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have all no. failed me. <laughs> Um, no, so here's the thing with that is, uh, I, I, first of all, I feel weird even saying that much because I'm not, you know, charity has been a big part of my life for the past decade. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm vegan. Um, I have been giving, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, really into animal rights activism and, you know, in my private life, I don't make that a known thing because I don't, you know, like, I don't like being preachy or whatever. Yeah, I totally understand. You know, I'm not going to tell people how to live their life or not to eat meat and all that other yeah, stuff. I respect that, that. Person or vegan or anything. But this is what works for me, you know. So uh, I've been part of uh, uh, organizations and sanctuaries and stuff like that for the past decade. Uh, I've been giving, you know, a percentage of my income for the past decade to the things that I believe in. Yeah. Um, and that's that was very quiet, you know. And so I have been working with charities a really long time. And... Uh, you know, when it came time to doing something like this, I, I, and especially during the COVID era, people were like kind of boasting about like, well, we raised 80,000, we raised this, we raised that. And I was just like, yeah, that's to me, that's a little tacky. Like it's looking for attention, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to like put out how much we made and stuff like that, nor do I care. Cause that's not really the point of all this, you know, it's not to pat myself on the back and say like, oh, well, we did this. But I will say that I'm I'm really proud of the viewers mm-hmm. and the people watching and that you know what I mean because it's a free show. Yeah, exactly. Asking for you know money for entry. I'm not doing raffles, so mm-hmm. it really takes an extra effort for the people at home to go to these organizations and put their donation you know forthright. And and I can't thank them enough for doing that. And the fact that they raised over two hundred thousand dollars. It means nothing on me. It means everything on them. You know, yeah. everybody out there watching, viewing—that's fucking amazing. And I can't it's thank incredible. you guys enough. 
for doing that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a dude putting a show together, but you guys are actually making that shit happen. And that's awesome. You no, know? that is very fucking awesome. And the charity, uh, have the charities uh, changed each one or they've been the same charities you've been donating to? Uh, so they, they have been, uh, each because the, you know, like I said before, the original, uh, festival was a two day festival. And then, um, you know, I, I went through a lot in my personal life, you know, my, my dad passed away and, and that was like the most gut wrenching fucked up experience of my entire life. Yeah. And he was, uh, really sick. He, he had uh, pancreatic cancer and, oh, wow. I'm um, sorry, he, man. and it was sudden and it was crazy and it was just the Jeez. worst 10 month experience of my life and it's traumatic and I'm something I'm still dealing with, but you know, and that was all happening when I was making the first slay at home. So I didn't really even get to enjoy the first one that much, you know, because I was so devastated, so to speak, you know, like Mm -hmm. with, with the condition of my dad and, and immediately afterwards, like, I think I enjoyed it for like five minutes, to be honest with you, like the success of it all. And then I went, and then I went to Pennsylvania, you know, to, to their house and, and dealt with being with family, you know, yeah, and, for sure. and for months, I didn't even think about doing work or didn't want to, you know, talk to anyone and, and whatever else. And, uh, when I, it came back to, to coming back to work, the first thing I thought of was like, I want what I do to be meaningful, you know? Yeah, and, definitely. And, uh, that's where Slay at Home came in, you know, like I, mm-hmm. it, in a way it kind of saved me, you know, like I, it, it allowed me to get back to work and at the same time felt like I was doing something for the greater good. It brought a lot of attention to metal injection. Um, it brought an audience, a bigger audience to metal injection. Um, so I think everyone, you know, the bands were busy and getting and getting attention. I, I think it helped literally everyone involved, you know, yeah. and, um, and including these charities so you know I, I wound up doing it monthly that's when it turned into a monthly show and uh i started picking a new charity for every month and um i got you know a lot of them were charities that i believed in obviously you know cancer research was one mm-hmm. um and uh you know i, I did have an uh, animals sanctuary and animal rights one and that's awesome uh, uh, uh toys for tots <laughs> is always one that i, I give to um during the that's holidays um so for this one coming up there's actually four great charities that we're we're giving to that i have actually worked with before including music cares Mm -hmm. which was the very first one the very first festival was also for music cares and they're a great organization that helps bands you know and artists and and personnel and industry yeah people in need and they were responsible for handing out 25 million dollars uh during quarantine for you know, stagehands and whatnot that were out of work and, and really uh, helped, I mean, keep people alive. You yeah. Know? No, they did a lot. Um, other than that, we have the Iggy funds. That's new. Yeah. That's a new one. That's actually, that's actually yeah. uh, a, a organization that's uh, Max Cavalera and his wife, uh, Gloria are part of um, for diabetes oh, of, of, of children who are born with it and really have no say in the sickness. And, you know, so that's wow. something that they're passionate about and, uh, you know, when I was talking to Max on the phone about doing the songs and stuff, he uh, mentioned it. And I was just like, that's totally yeah. what we're here for, you know, and, and I would love to bring it on. Let's do it. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, what else is there? There's uh, a, no, National Association of Mental Illness, which mm. I definitely back 100% uh, as somebody who is, uh, you know, very outspoken, especially these days about mental health. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the interviews that I've done on mental injection the past, you know, throughout the quarantine has really touched on, um, you know, the, the impact of, of mental care, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's really important. And, uh, and cancer research. And I mean, there's so many amazing organizations that yeah, I got to work with. And there's still so many other, you know, amazing charities out there that I urge people to be part of. And, and it feels good to, to be part of something that helps and something bigger than yourself, you know? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. I think that's a great anyway, thing. Anyway, the, the point that you're making about like the money raised, you know, uh, I, I, I actually counted originally because people kept asking me, you know, and, and, uh, originally it was like at $189,000 and that was really early in, you know, so it was like after the second show or something. Oh, and I was like, you know what? I'm from now on, I'm just going to say over $200,000. Cause I don't, I don't want to keep counting. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know? exactly. It, you know, it, like it's like just a great is. thing. I don't care what the number is. I just care yeah. that people are still giving, you know, exactly. That's, that's what really matters here. Not about how much total has been raised. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the panels for the for stay at home. Is this uh, um, you've done the? Did you do the panels before? No, never. No, right? Uh, okay, that okay. No, so I was like, wait, did he do the panels before? Did I miss those? No, <laughs> and it's you know what? It's actually something that I've had in as an idea for a very long time. Um, I I literally have a list of ideas always. You know, I mean, yeah. Just, me like i like i said my fucking brain never stops and i'm always writing something down mm -hmm. um, and panels uh and certain topics or panels was something that i've always had in mind throughout I, actually before the quarantine um i wanted to do uh filmed panels in person in you know and in real life and 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 coordinating people was always an issue so like i was like oh well you know what this would be a perfect opportunity to get people together, you know, and because like Zoom has changed the world and how we communicate and it's fucking awesome, you know? I mean, in fact, it's such an awesome thing. I hope we never go back to doing like regular interviews again, you know? Exactly. And, and, and not only that, but but it's it like we're in the comfort zones that we want to be in and the climate we want to be in and location we want to be in. It's, you know, I, I think there's only upsides to doing stuff like this more in the future. Um, and uh, panels obviously was something that I kind of pulled out. Once again, you know, mm -hmm. looking to my favorite festivals, I think the hallmark of a great festival out there, you know, especially a lot of the European festivals yeah. uh, do this. They have a side program, you know, and I've always kind of implemented the idea of a side program, uh, you know, with like the art section, for instance, the art installations and whatnot, you know, looking to, to road burn, they have a whole art gallery and a section, they do. Like that, you know, and it's awesome. And I've, uh, I've actually been on a lot of panels, you know, speaking on behalf of metal injection on, on certain topics around the world at some of these panels. And, uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I would love, I, I've had a great experience being a speaker on mm -hmm. these things and i would love to bring something like this to slay at home um especially ones that are relevant 
So yeah. there's three panels that are going to happen. Uh, one tomorrow that's uh, called Monetizing Metal. And it's all about, you know, uh, branding yourself as, uh, as a, really like as a YouTuber and a Twitch uh, artist. And I mean, you can, I think, get down with that. You know? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's right up your alley. It is. Uh, so that's the, the first one. We have uh, Matt Hafey on board. Matt. You know, like the guys who the really Twitch pioneer right there. Oh, dude. The musician. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So uh, that's the first one that's going to kick off tomorrow before the show. So all these panel. Uh, sorry. All these panels are happening right before the show. So you do have to click, a, a, you know, a, a separate link yeah. uh, to watch it. Uh, but that's all. It's just as free. It's it's happening an hour before the show. If you go to um, Slay at Home website, slayathomefest.com, mm-hmm. I actually have all of the videos lined up for you. To I just saw that. Basically, I go one after the other. Yeah, I went and click set reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or set. Please go to our you know Metal Injection YouTube page. Um, it's all right there in the top bar. The the going live. Um, set your reminders. Um, yeah, so that's the first one happening tomorrow. Uh, we have two on Saturday. Uh, one is uh, no longer a boys club, mm-hmm. which is you know about the, the women in metal and how you know that's like great. they've definitely taken on bigger and better roles and and how important that is and the shit that they had to deal with to get where they are today and yep. you know and where, what it looks like in the future. And uh, last but certainly not least, the very last panel before the big finale is going to be the future of touring. Uh, featuring uh, this young man that I'm looking at right now. Hello. <laughs> uh, as well as uh, Dan Rosenblum and Tim Borer. Yeah. Dude. Uh, uh, and and it's uh, it's an honor to to talk to you guys about um, you know about the the coming out of this mess about you know uh, the future of what to expect and and the chaos of the <laughs> rollout. Yeah. You know, this whole thing, you know. Yeah. No. Thank you again for inviting me to do that and working around my schedule <laughs> oh, it's all so good, i was man. out of town i was like when you hit me up for the first one i was like fuck i hope oh, it's you all can. Good. yeah i was like i feel so bad <laughs> Dude, I, but this, it worked I, perfectly that was like a perfectly. small small window into my life the past several oh, weeks yeah doing this you know like like you know scheduling and rescheduling and hey is it done yet and you know like hounding everybody and follow yeah, up so, emails uh, the, my life our life i, I want to like <laughs> wish like email box was a tangible box that i can burn sometimes <laughs> yeah. yes uh, it's, it's our life literally follow up you, emails that's what i tell everyone when, <laughs> when you take like two hours to walk through a park and you come back to 300 emails you're like wow i want to fucking kill myself right yeah now. like literally i want to throw this away <laughs> again um dude yeah it's awesome that you added the panels i think that was a great thing to do and this is the finale right this is it is the finale of slay at home as you know it yes um i i have uh decided that so i mean and you know slay at home it was something that was born out of the quarantine you Mm -hmm. know and i think it made sense um but i don't want to overstay my welcome i think i did i understand that you know, really cool with it. I want to go out with a bang, you know, not a whimper. Mm-hmm. Slay at home doesn't make a whole lot of sense when nobody's home, you know, like, <laughs> so um, I think it, it more importantly, I, I think that looking back years from now, 
you know, I want to look back on it and be like, you know what, that was an awesome moment in time. Yeah, a and, lot of people and, are going to look well, back. Well, it, at it that, actually man. wasn't an awesome. Moment well, it wasn't, but yeah, moment in time. But like what we did with it, you know, uh, was a really cool thing. Yeah, it's very positive. Yeah. And it probably helped. I mean, everyone that you got involved with it, I mean, you really helped them out during a hard time. I mean, honestly, kept them somewhat busy doing something they love, you know, that they did not expect to do, obviously, you know. Yeah, so, and, I mean, and also, it's crazy, man. Honestly, man, you know, what's kept it going for me has been the amount of feedback mm -hmm. from all the viewers, like telling me like how it got them through a really hard time and stuff that as like well. That. You know, and, and that's like, that's huge. I, I'm, I don't even know how to respond or what to say other than thank you. Thank you guys. Because like, you know, that means the world to me that they're paying attention and watching and, and, you know, joining me, I feel not so alone, you know, like with, with, you know, thousands of metalheads around the world watching this silly thing that I'm creating. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, 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 gratitude all around, you know, gratitude for the bands involved, every single band, every single viewer, everybody's ever donated. Mm -hmm. uh, I have nothing but gratitude for everybody. And uh, again, I think that it was, it, 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 you know, Slay at Home had its moment in time. Um, I am going to take elements of it. I figured. And, and do something else, another stream with it, you know. Um, because I, I do think the format works and I love the idea of, of a community and then people getting together. And I'm, again, I'm sure that you could, uh, you could get down with that as, oh, yeah. as you build a community of your own on Twitch, you know? Yeah. Um, so oops, sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, no, I mean to bring all these like musicians together and whatnot and, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of them have never like played together before or did anything together. Right. I mean, ton, all of them, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of these guys, like I said before, a lot of these guys like never even met each other before. And that blows my mind. I'm like, you guys are on the same label. Like I take for granted like, Oh, well you're playing the same festivals. Yeah. And you're, you're like, or even on tour with each other. That always surprises me. Like, I know. you know, I, I, maybe I'm just like a friendly drunk or something, but I'm like, you know, day one, like wrap my head around what's going on. Day two, introduce myself to everybody on the tour, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> day three, best friends. You know? <laughs> best friends. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I so it's, it, it's, I'm, I love bringing people together and, and, uh, hopefully, you know, uh, a lot of these guys spark friendships and do something cool. Yeah. You, you never know. It's, I mean, together. Um, I've actually heard a couple of dudes hit me up and thank me like, Oh, thanks for introducing me to so-and-so we're actually talking about jamming some more. And I'm like, wow. Fucking hey, man! If if I'm responsible for like putting a new band together, dude, sick. how like, how awesome would that be? Just yeah, I mean, this I, band I, was formed because of Slay at Home Fest. It's like what? I, I would love that. You know, hearing more of that would be amazing. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, again, my small contribution, man. That's it. You know, yeah. like I leave leave the world better than when you found it. You know, exactly. And uh, hopefully, that's that's what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're doing, I mean, the lineup coming up, I mean, you have guests, uh, members of, what is it, I have, I, I wrote down some, Deftones, Incubus, Megadeth, Killswitch, Typo Negative, Carcass, Madonna? Yeah, so, uh, a friend of mine, Monty Pittman. <laughs> yes, uh, Monty. 
Yeah, Monty. Yeah, yeah. Well, Madonna herself, of course, is not going to be on it. But yeah, yeah. Monty, who is uh, her guitar player slash guitar teacher slash, you know, like yeah, Monty. Yeah, man, he's mm-hmm. an amazing dude. And uh, yeah, so he he's going to be part of this. He's played some awesome. really killer track with uh, a bunch of others. Wow. Yeah, because no one really knows who's playing with who, right? Until um, you so see we it. on the on the main poster, it's just like a lot of names. Like it's overwhelming. Yeah, it and is then, overwhelming. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Yeah, a lot of reading to do here. Yeah, <laughs> like these are some names here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I needed a college degree to read a poster. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of names on there, mm. and. Uh, we wound up putting, if you go to like the Slay at Home Instagram page, you'll find like individual promo cards of each player. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing those get posted. Would, to I put all that. that information on a poster, like it would be even worse than what you, it There's was no there. way possible. It'd be like a 10 page poster. Yeah. <laughs> so send so out books to, to people. <laughs> if you really want to know every player, it's up there, you know, yeah. on the Slay at Home uh, socials. So check that out if you'd like. Definitely, man. Yeah, everyone, please go to slayathomefest.com. Um, anyone who is in here, I'm going to try to get this posted up like today or, or tomorrow. Or, you know, or so uh, people you can, can watch me on Instagram. Yes. I, uh, I post a ton of shit and, and uh, probably annoy the living hell out of people. You know? I don't think you I don't think you do that. You don't post that much. No, I try not to. Honestly. Yeah, that's how I, I am. Kind of like the highlights, you know. There we go. I'll spam frank's instagram link in the chat everyone please go follow frank you won't regret it <laughs> like metal and motorcycles and festivals and i mean you know i mean come on pizza? and pizza yeah. <laughs> how all could you not words. love that yeah all the hot words <laughs> dude awesome uh i'm really stoked you were down to do this and uh Thank you for doing it. And also, thank you for inviting me to be a panelist as well. I, I did not oh. expect that at all. Um, and I, I really thank you for that. That was awesome to do with Tim and Dan. Absolutely, and man. Thank you. thank you for having me. This is awesome. Um, yeah. You know. We'll talk about Twitch some more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, and, you know, hopefully uh, we get together in person and yes. hang out and, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Trip. No, definitely will. I'll be uh, once... I'll probably this fall. I'll probably be back up in New York at some point, seeing okay. some well, shows. Hey man, I am I am fluid. I'm all over the place. I don't even know what city you're in, but uh, I'm in Dallas right now. I live oh, in Dallas. I'm, it's a matter of time before I'm in Dallas. Okay, good. Are you yeah. still traveling around? Oh yeah. Uh, That's awesome, I mean, I'm, man. I I basically a uh, couple maybe two months ago, like I, like I was I living saw. in LA for like four months, and then I came home to new york and just like ugh, like like we kind of talked about earlier but like yeah you, know, you can be anywhere doing what we do mm-hmm. so um i i just sold everything that i own except for you know my car my motorcycle drums guitars and camera lights you know the essentials whatever. yeah yeah just the essentials what, the stuff oh, and a couple need. a couple t-shirts you know yeah a few t-shirts <laughs> and uh and then and then just packed it in my car and and now i can be live wherever and and get to stay and um you know, like Airbnbs and, and yep. places that are, you know, vacant or whatever else, you know? Oh, yeah. I saw, I was like, I remember when you announced that you're going, like, you know, nomad. traveling. Yeah, Nomad. And I was always looking at your story and you, which you could still go see on his Instagram under his, what do they call oh, yeah. them? The highlights, right? Yeah. I'm, check uh, out where I got he's the been. Fanciest mic for a homeless guy that you've ever seen, you know? Mm hmm. 
<laughs> well, awesome, dude. I will let you go so you can finish up editing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can get that up. done with. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Awesome. All right. Cheers, man. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Take it easy.